and welcome to We Are Doomed, a one-year-old Soccer Rangers podcast. Woo! Yeah! There's no enthusiasm in this room. Are we legal yet? Are we legal yet? (laughs) Still not legal yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, sorry, Tyler. You gotta wait a little bit longer before you can do horrible, horrible things to this podcast. (laughs) I already do that. Well, worse things to this podcast. Don't even joke. Okay. Yes. Cool. Anyway, you all know who we are, but we're going to tell you who we are again anyway, because that's our stick. Hello, I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. And joining us tonight, a very special guest that we've tried to have on before and then um, kind of forgot about. <laughs> we're very sorry about that. That's a way worse thing. It wasn't like that, Rob. <laughs> I am not Nintendo. <laughs> no, no, she is not Nintendo, but she's better than Nintendo. Joining us today, we have Kate from Red Leaf Cosplay. Hello, thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> she's Nintendo. <laughs> no, no, I she's okay. legal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're already off to a great start. But small, but but she's also short enough that I can still carry her. Absolutely, yes. never forget. <laughs> That's what yeah, we call so... fun-sized. <laughs> <laughs> Not that so... short. <laughs> I am five four and a half. Hey, I'm oh. six three and a half. Yeah, you're yeah you're tall. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, so. Normally, we have a little rundown here, and we've got a couple of questions for you, and we're going to throw one more on top of it just because, well, we have the fun size comment, so we need to explain this a little (laughs) bit more. (laughs) So, Kate, just real quick run through here. What was your first cosplay? What was your first convention? What got you into it? What piqued your interest in cosplay? Do you have a preferred cosplay style, type of dress you like to go and do at conventions? And most importantly... How you really got to know us? Oh, God. <laughs> you can save that one for the end. Why don't we get through the easy sure. ones here? <laughs> okay. Um, well, my cosplay legacy, I guess, starts with my first convention, which was the very first Penny Arcade Expo back in, I think, 2004. The very first time they had it in Seattle. Uh Expend- expected attendance of I think like 800 and they had 3,000 people show up uh, 46 straight hours of gaming people sleeping in the hallways because they had no idea what they were doing uh, 7 hours spycraft game the best Omegathon I think I've ever seen um, and cosplayers first time I had ever seen cosplayers before and by my next convention which was my first SakuraCon I was trying to be part of a cosplay group that was going to do Full Metal Alchemist and I really wanted to be a part of it because it sounded really exciting and they're like, okay, you can be Winry. And I'm like, okay, I'll be Winry. And then no one else dressed up. (laughs) And I ran around in my little purple coveralls with my wrench all convention long dressed as Winry (laughs) and all my other friends weren't dressed up at all. So that was my first cosplay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's, um... That's a pretty common story. I seem to have heard that one a lot. All your oh, friends are going to dress up. This. Yep, yeah. and then nobody does. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Come to think of it, that still happens sometimes. 
It's happening right now. I dressed up for this <laughs> podcast, and none of you are. <laughs> How dare you accuse me of that, sir? I'm totally wearing my ranger bathrobe. This is so cute. <laughs> and he's we not kidding. We all no have idea. ranger bathrobes, actually. I'm really jelly. I'm just wearing pajamas. I should wear my kiku. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing? Get dressed. Professional <laughs> oh. podcast. No, no, no. What were the rest of your questions? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next question. Do you have a preferred cosplay style, uh, type of costume that you either really like to wear or like to make? Talk to us a little bit about that. And what I, we, mean by, what we yeah. mean by that is, like, if you like uh, armor-based cosplays or, like, just ones that you can sew up, you like dresses or prop-based cosplay that you have, like, you have a, you've centered around a prop or cosplay. Well, there's also um, cosplay. Uh, particularly, like, even if you just like playing from a certain uh, fan, uh, fan following of, like, maybe a uh, certain director the or no no or no what the, what the hell is I'm, where i'm looking for uh franchise there we go if you like doing uh, things from like a certain franchise itself mm-hmm. um so yeah I like guess, yeah whatever pops into your head first well i guess there's a little bit of an answer to all of that um i do a lot of blizzard cosplays i actually have three world of warcraft cosplays um and they're all uh, one's a priest and two are mages, so I've done a lot of Blizzard. Um, I do a lot of sewing. I haven't really dabbled very much in Warbla just because I sew much faster, and the things I yield, I think, look a lot prettier than anything that could come out in Warbla. But actually, my next cosplay is going to be very Warbla-heavy, so we'll see how that turns out. Awesome. And um, let's see... I find myself cosplaying a lot of things from my childhood. <laughs> I kind of consider myself an old school cosplayer. I do a lot of things from like the 90s and like the early 2000s. I'm not really into newer anime or newer video games. Everything I, I do seems to be really old. <laughs> for, for anybody that doesn't know her personally, she's been doing cosplay as long as I have, which is kind of a disturbing statement when you think about it. The only difference years. is that she's still... Yeah, exactly. The only real difference between us being that uh, she is professional. She uh, actually goes and puts a lot of effort into her craft. Uh, she's, she's a girl. Rob <laughs> does adorable. I'm an old man, and I do none of those things. So, you know, just a little perspective there. But she has skill, and Rob doesn't. <laughs> That's Ooh. the one thing I will go and say. I've got skills. I just can't ever pay the bills with them. Yeah, I bet she didn't yeah. expect us to come riding out on a chariot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where, where's my chariot? <laughs> when you go into cosplaying in something that deserves a chariot, I will go and tow it in for you. There you go. That's a promise. Look at that. Were you were you in that game at all, Kate? Um, but the chariot. Yeah. Was this, the, was this an Eldorado game? Yes, it was. It was the one oh. me and Tyler ruled the game. <laughs> it was late night. Yeah. Oh, it would have been a late night. You know, I think that was the year that I was supposed to be a little sister in a late night game, and I was so sick. And I made it through main game, and then I just I remember that. It to late yes. night. I was yeah. so sick. <laughs> I remember that now. Yep. So, um, but now you have a promise. So I don't know, dress up as like Gilgamesh or something and get a chariot. <laughs> but yeah, and, we and came. Rob we will the pull game. you in on it. Yeah, we entered the road to El Dorado uh, riding a chariot. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm so Drawn sad. by a horse. I'm being pulled by El Tivo. <laughs> Rob was El Tivo. I was a horse. Now, 
technically, technically, it was Sam and I that came on the chariot. Yeah, I came running up behind. <laughs> yes. Because I got yes, left behind. Yep. As well, you deserved. But this is a great opportunity for a segue since we brought up cosplay chess. Oh, God. So we've been working together, whether we realized it or not, for a couple of years now. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> we really only got to know Kate uh, last year. And through rather interesting circumstances, oh, I remember that's technically a not true. I've known her for more longer than that. I've actually Is sat down true? and talked. Or do you just assume that this creepy guy knew you? Go <laughs> to all of you guys through chess. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I've sat down and actually had conversations with her like in the last two or three years. It's true. But yes, okay. primarily chess. Primarily. But primarily chess. Yeah. I feel sorry for you having to spend time with Cole. Oh, screw you, Tyler. Ah, there we go. Canadian bickering. That's your opportunity to take a shot, folks. Yeah, that's another shot uh, for the kids at home playing the drinking game. That's a shot. Oh, wait. Here. (laughs) We have a drinking game because God Yeah, you weren't prepared for this? We have a drinking game. Yeah, you end up very drunk by the end of this. Oh, God. (laughs) Just because you have to, to get to the end of it. Just to deal with us, you have to be very drunk. So My body is ready. My body, is, <laughs> my, my body is ready and my beer is full. <laughs> uh, Cole and I were talking about uh, 4chan drinking game yesterday. And I'm just like, oh, and I haven't played that in a long time. Yep. I got to play me some 4chan drinking game. So uh, with cosplay, I guess, uh, do you, would you like to tell the story, Caitlin, of how apparently we, we now know each other very well? Mm. Do I even really know you that's that well? Sad. It's so sad. Oh, man. Um... It was before the game was actually supposed to start. This is this is this last year at Con, right? Yeah, Pirates versus Ninjas. I was so stoked. Dude, I made two cosplays for those games. I'm so angry. <laughs> um, but I was doing some choreography before the game was starting. And I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to like do a role. And I went in to do the role just in practice. And something didn't feel right when I was getting up. I was like, wow, that made like a snapping noise. That's not a good noise. Whatever. I'll shake it off. I'll be fine. And so we kind of kept going through it. And every step with my right foot was just the pain of a thousand tiny daggers all up my leg. And the throbbing and the dull sensation in my brain of, hey, hey, you should stop. This is bad. <laughs> and yeah. then we cleared the board. We're letting people in. I'm sitting off to the side. And I, like, just reach down and touch my foot. And I'm like, oh, God. It's so big. <laughs> I had sprained my ankle in rehearsal. And I just immediately started crying. Because we were literally, like, two minutes from getting on the board. And I was freaking out. I was so sad. We'd all worked so hard choreographed so many fights and had such great things planned and then a light shone above me <laughs> my ranger my white my my knight it was white it was white actually armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> swooped Her in knight and grungy ninjetti <laughs> <laughs> swooped in and picked me up and carried me to the infirmary and I cried the whole way because I was so pissed off and in so much pain. 
I, I discovered <sighs> that the escalators hurt on bare feet. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> I left my shoes, too, because we didn't have our shoes on, because we couldn't have our shoes on. And we didn't think of anything about getting shoes. No, and, and Colin, you just have weak feet. Get better feet. No, it hurt just a little bit. It was it was the it wasn't the fact that it hurt. It was the fact that I had another another person on my back that was good adding that was doubling my weight. And, and you were weak, running. Weak and feet, I, yeah. Cole. Weak. Yeah, I was actually jogging the whole time. So I was. Remember walking. when I chased you down and we ran into the alley and you cried in pain and I did nothing. I just chased you. Yeah, that's changed a lot, dude. Has it? Uh, weak yes, feet. It has. Weak feet. We're not talking about the weak moments. We're talking about the strong moments. He's oh, I challenge you to a race barefoot. Oh, God. Down the back alley. <laughs> Down the back alley. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, guys. Canadian <laughs> challenges are not part of the drinking game. Let's go and pull it back here a little bit. Sorry. Challenge. But no, and here's the funny thing, by the way, yeah, um, that, I, that I didn't realize until after I had gotten home. After there the was, Yeah, after the con... Like two days later, I was unpacking my my stuff so I could do laundry, and I thought for a second. I'm like, wait a second, we had a radio. We could have just called a fucking medic. They could have come and gotten me. Yeah, they would have come up and, and done it for you up there. Well, we left so quickly that I even left my cell phone behind. So my friends are watching the game, and they're like, "Dude, where are you?" Like. Aren't you supposed to be like here on the board? Like, where are we? we don't see you. And I didn't get any of those text messages because I was getting wrapped up and iced and I was three floors away. So it was just like, yep. Yeah, I'm no sorry. No one knows what's going on. <laughs> but I, no, it's fine. Yeah, I I was just so confused because I'm the face. I mean, we're, we're all kings of the chessboard, us Rangers, when it came to that particular game. But I was the centerpiece behind oh, everything. Yeah. I would I would better call it that you were the king and we were all your assistants. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll go with that. It's it's just not the way that I feel about it. I mean, we I all... also spent three quarters of the game behind the curtain. As yeah. well, you should have. That was a great unveiling. God, and Sora and I had such a great thing planned for my fight. It was all going to be so good. The late night game was going to be good, and it all just got blown to crap. <laughs> that, that was Kiona, wasn't it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He yeah, okay. was supposed to do like a really cool flip and rescue me and yeah, I had to I fixed his awesome, shoulder. So. It's funny because both me and Be- Becky had fixed his shoulder. Uh, that oh like God. like uh, I think it was about the day before. Yeah, yeah, it was the uh, day before. Uh, they were basically in the hotel room just doing all this stuff because you had a you had to fix him and you had to do stuff for jess because she had i had to fix jess's shoulder yeah Mm -hmm. and then jess and russell were talking the entire time because they had a fight that year yeah so yeah just that kind of all got together and the cool fighting stuff is now kind of what's going to happen this year with russell and greg being uh, both kings. kings. Yeah. So oh my. let's not hype this too much here. Let's not hype so, it too much. So basically, Caitlin, everything you missed last year is all going to happen next year. So oh, it's going to be even better. Unfortunately, yeah. the the game that did happen last year has disappeared. Oh, um, the footage is gone. Well, yeah. I mean, it's somewhere in Canadian Post. I mean, it might show up <laughs> in a few years. Gone. That means it's gone. <laughs> Canadian Post is a mythical thing. 
Where it's was the there, but I sent that SD card out then? <gasps> Here's it's the there. thing, though. We told you to FedEx it. <laughs> I recall no nothing about FedExing. I, we didn't even actually say how to send it. We just said send it. Good point. Yeah, I, You should have done Perlator. Perlator is the best. Yeah. I have and no idea what that is, been but there that doesn't days. matter. What do you mean you don't know what Perlator? You don't know? Is that a Canadian thing? I no. think it's a Canadian I thing. I think Man. so, yeah. Perlator is great. Oh, I get everything through Perlator. Is, is, is that like our equivalent of UPS? Because that's my preferred shipping method. It's better than UPS. Ooh. UPS think- is a different company. Uh, we get UPS here. Um, Perlator is like... Yeah, it's a Canadian courier that's 90% owned by the Canadian Post. Oh. Wait, what? 90% just by the look, Canadian Post? Just looked it up. <laughs> yeah, it's owned by 91% by the Canadian Post Corporation, 7% by Barrio Point Holdings, and 2% by anonymous uh, shareholders. Well, apparently those other people just make it work better because it works better. Everything I've had gone through Perlator has just always arrived. showed up and arrived and Gone out. So, well, anyway. but it's like UPS, but I don't know. Yeah, it just yeah, works. We're, we're getting a little off topic here. I mean, I just yeah, but I, now you're off topic. Know but... all about Canadian Post and how to yeah. send things appropriately to Canada. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, perfect. I'll be remembering that the next time I try to go and mail anything. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember. Um, do you guys have your? Uh, do you guys have your scarves? Yes, yes. We get, we, you handed those to us. Okay, those ones, those <laughs> the ones best got kind done. of mailing okay. service ever. I handed yeah. it to you. <laughs> exactly. It's effective um, and it works. Exactly. But going yeah, back we're, we're, to, uh, sorry, going back to um, her. Where we here. Um, yeah, does your first costume exist? Did we say how it exists already? Or no? Oh yeah, oh, first yes. costume. Oh right, of course. We forgot the most important question: Does your original cosplay still exist? Yes, Winry does still exist. Everything still exists. Gloves, coveralls, bandu top, wrench, everything exists. The only thing I would need is a blonde wig because I am not a blonde. Anymore. Anymore. No, I'm a redhead. I'm a super bright, vibrant redhead. I remember it's now. And we talked about wigs last time. Yes, wigs. And then I and then everyone talked about not wanting wigs and then wanting wigs. And I then I talked about that I always had a mohawk and... Wigs were always the option. I never had the option of not having a wig because there's not too many cosplays out there who have mohawks. So It's funny because I've known Tyler for almost 18, 19 years too now. Too long. Too long. <laughs> the words and you want is too I remember long. him when he didn't have a mohawk. And, and it literally looks like my mohawk, but without across my head. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. actually very true because his hair is weirdly curly for some reason. <laughs> you mean genetics? The word you're looking for is genetics? First off, I've never seen your dad with hair, so I didn't know if it was genetics or not. Well, he's got hair. He's got well, lots he ha- of hair. But it's, not, it's thin hair. Like, it's not like a lot of hair. No, there's hair there. It's a fair bit of hair. I, don't think you just, I just don't think you stare at my dad's head like that because that would no. be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. All right, all right. Well, I think I think we've gotten through the introduction. We've gotten to multiple points of Canadian bickering. Our entire audience is probably schlockered at this point. So <laughs> maybe it's time to go and get into our evening subject before things get too convoluted. Convoluted. What is our evening subject? What is the evening subject again? I have no idea. <laughs> that is an excellent question. We probably should have thought about this ahead of time. Oh, God, a year later and we're still crap. Uh, da, 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 da. No, I'm kidding anyway, folks. Anyway, uh, so 
So that's two Since, drinks there, because every time anyway is said, that's that's a drink. So. Anyway. No, that's unfair. <laughs> so going back, since we are a year later, and because we do have somebody who really is, at least in my personal opinion, a top-level cosplayer, I rarely Duh. see somebody go and put out as good a quality and as consistently as Kate over here. Aww. Her and... Her and Sam are probably the two best that I can think of out of who we've had on here. And it's not to say that anybody else is any less. It's just. Dude, do not compare me to her. Oh, my God. Mama Samu. She is a god. (laughs) She's a goddess. We know. We know. Yes. (laughs) we, We understand the hierarchy, but it is kind of interesting having somebody like you who's been doing this as long as me and who's seen the change in the cosplay culture. That's where we, that's where we started with originally when it came to this podcast, we wanted to talk about that. One subject is what spawned all this. So I feel like it might not be a bad idea to bring in some fresh perspectives on how cosplay has changed as the years have gone along what you think has improved, what's gotten worse, what we can do to change it. And also tips from a pro level cosplayer, what you do to motivate yourself, what kind of techniques and how you've learned. Just we want to go and have some discussions here. We want to see what we can do to make the cosplay community a little bit better. It's what we started off doing and it's what we still believe in now. I love all of those topics. That'll, those all sound amazing. And mm-hmm. the first thing that I will say about how cosplay has changed since I started cosplaying is, back in my day, <laughs> there was no Warblon. <laughs> back in my day. Back in my day, we didn't have Warblon. <laughs> we had Craft Foam. alone. <laughs> No, but seriously, like that has just blown the entire cosplay world apart. Because back when I started, people were making armor out of cardboard and craft foam and paper mache. We didn't have thermoplastics. We didn't have warbla or like really even Ava foam was barely being dappled in. Like it and just, it made didn't amazing make... things that looked really good. Yeah. With Those, that, so. yeah. I mean, and Warbla just, like, has blown it out of the park. That's why I feel like I'm stronger with sewing than I am with Warbla, because Warbla has just gotten so popular in the last five, six years, and I, I think I just missed the window. The and funny I thing is, I've never heard of Warbla until, like, a year and a half ago. Seriously? God, it's I, everywhere. I, I <laughs> feel really weird. I feel but really I'm, weird about this, because I've been using thermoplastics for, like, ten years now, but... There just wasn't a consistent supplier of the stuff. Like I've used Sintra, I've used uh, Wonderflex, I've used a whole bunch of different things, and now you suddenly we have Warbla out here, and it's like, oh my god, a cheap, consistent material that you can get a hold of. Because depending on the supplier you went to, the other stuff could be either really good or really crap. So well, I know exactly where she's coming from. <laughs> yeah, I get my Warbla off of uh, CosplaySupplies.com because mm-hmm. their shipping is free on their warbler, mm-hmm. especially since it gets sent in a tube. And, like, to get the largest possible sheet that you can get of warbler, and it's a really big size sheet. It's like, I think, $86, $88. When you can do a lot with, like, a 5 by 6 sheet of warbler. You can do so much with that. Is that the biggest sheet you can get is a 5 by 6 Um, you know, I would have to look at Cosplay Supplies. It's a really weird, um, You could probably size. special order it bigger. 
Uh, it's not like have a, to go to... a perfect measurement. The yeah. jumbo sheet of Warbla is uh, almost 40 inches wide by six by uh, 59 inches long. So it's five oh. feet by almost four feet. Look at that. Which, that's actually pretty big. Yeah. It's basically if you a square of like four by four, mm-hmm. which is a super common size. As far yeah, as it's not just four by four. Well, you know, it's it's not an American-based material, so it's not based off of the metric system. Mm, 100 mm-hmm. centimeters by 150 centimeters. Yeah, it's in the... See, that's perfect, <laughs> but it's in centimeters. So to convert it to inches, it sounds really weird. But yeah, yeah the largest size jumbo sheet you can get on cosplaysupplies.com is $88 with free shipping. And that's for uh, Black Warbla, which is probably mm-hmm. what I'm going to be investing in in the future. But uh, a lot less expensive than what I used to work in. Regular Warbler, like the brown stuff, is only eighty six. Yeah, um, but they both they have uh, different properties between like the cookie dough brown Warbler and the black Warbler. Black black Warbler takes on a lot uh, sharper, smaller details, um, mm. and it's also a lot smoother, so you don't have to sand it or prime it as much to get to your final product. So it's well, a little it... bit easier to use, but it's not the best for everything. I was going to say, isn't Black Warbler basically just Sintra? Or am I the only one that knows what that is? Uh, Well, Sintra is just uh, styrene. Um, Styrene, and then when you do a fucking... I can't remember what it's called, but it's... uh, Sintra, which becomes... It also has a satin finish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Rob, I know what styrene or Sintra is. Mm -hmm. I have to go cut some tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> that's what I do for a living is cut plastics. So I, I cut Sintra. <laughs> not common, not often. Uh, we commonly cut Sintra for, or not Sintra. Uh, what did you say, styrene or Sintra? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said Sintra. Sintra. Okay, we commonly I mean, yeah. really don't cut it for anything. Um, yeah, it's just sort of. But anyone wants like a square of white something for whatever, and it's light and it's easy to work with. But go through a lot of acrylic and polycarbonate more than anything. That stuff's really good for vacuum forming because you can vacuum, you can heat that stuff in vacuum forming, and it sticks to the thing you're making, and you don't need a whole lot of heat to make it go malleable. So that's really nice for that stuff. I don't know about Warbler. How how well does Warbler vacuum form, or would you not know that? Um, I don't think Warbla is traditionally it can't good for vacuum be. It can't forming. Be. No. It can't be? Why can't it be, Cole? I think it's the the melting po- the like the actual thermal point where it, where you'd be able to do it is too close to its actual part where it breaks apart. No, you just need to make it malleable, Cole. Well, yeah. Warbler... the whole point of it is like you can st- stick a heat but gun that's to the it thing warms up. I realize that, but you can't real, but when you're when you vacuum form, it's you're heating it a lot of it, and because I think it's because of how it bleeds off heat, it doesn't do it right. I also think with vacuum forming, you have a lot more elasticity. Warbler does stretch a little bit, but it breaks if you thin it out or stretch it too much. It will it will break, and at that point, the only way to patch it up is to kind of push it back together when it's really hot and smooth it out. Or to just put another piece over on top of it. But it doesn't have a lot of, like, 
stretch capacity. Like you can mm-hmm. stretch it over a plastic dome form to make booby cups as Kamui yep. cosplay calls it booby cups. Um, but that's like, as far as like the stretching around a shape, that's like the brink that it has. It can't really take on too many details falling over something. And if it does, I, those people are just really good with Warbla because I haven't tried anything like that. Okay. Yeah, that makes no, more that's, sense. That's um, been kind of my experience. Okay, so yeah, that makes more sense because the heating it up is literally you just stick it in an oven at 300 until it becomes a bow, and then you just put it over something. Because that's the whole point. It's a thermoplastic. You can still heat it up, and it will still become right. But if it doesn't stretch like that, then that makes sense. Uh, unlike using Sintra or ABS or those other ones, uh, which does have a... When it does heat up and you pull on it, it just acts like a plastic and then just thins. So, yeah. But yes, thermoplastics, definitely one of the biggest game changers for cosplay since I started. The other thing that I think has really contributed and changed the cosplay community since I started is people are making money doing this and not just by winning competitions. They have sponsors. Patreon is a thing. And that's how a lot of cosplayers are making their monies these days. It's not, they're not just going to competitions. People are branding them, sponsoring them, paying them to make things. Or that's they have still, a Patreon. I, that still just amazes me that that's what we've come <laughs> to. I mean, I remember being a social pariah when I started cosplaying. And now suddenly it's not only embraced, but it's marketable. When the hell I'm did this happen? still a social pariah while cosplaying. <laughs> yes, yes, I am still a social pariah while cosplaying. Saskatchewan is very more Because like, it was so. high school. Saskatchewan's very behind. There still isn't a whole lot of cosplaying. It's not really a new thing. There isn't really a whole lot of conventions over here. Um, but we do have cosplayers in town, but because of there's nothing, you don't we don't ever see them. Right. Aww. Yeah. You only see that basically the story of Amy. Yeah. <laughs> there's the closest... two conventions in town, and you that's the only time you ever One. see cosplayers. One. Unless, what was the other one? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, uh, there's Gimbaticon now. Oh, right, right. Uh, so you got Fan Expo and you got Gimbaticon, which kind of replaced um, Blitz. Blitz. So. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. On the flip end of the scale, uh, Portland, Oregon, where I'm based out of, is booming with conventions. I can't even really keep up. Like, I could start now and cycle through the year. And I will probably miss some conventions, but like next month in Portland is Wizard World. And then let's see. Um, actually, this Saturday, I am going to um, a first time uh, convention put on by my alma mater, by Portland State University's Anime Club, is putting on an anime convention called RinkuCon, which I am going to because I'm like, dudes, go! Make a con! I'm so proud of you! I used to be in that anime club. I'm so proud of these guys for doing this. So I'm going to go support them. But then you've also got Komori Con, New Con, which is in its fifth year, and their spinoff, which is Anime PDX, which will be in its second year this summer. And then you've also got um, Rose City Comic Con, and then the Retro Gaming Expo, so there's just so many cons going on now, and that's just in the Portland area. That's not including things going on in Seattle and in other parts of the state. It's just it's yeah. getting so big now. 
Yeah. The only time we ever see like cosplay in 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 Saskatoon is literally the guys that go to the hospital to be nice to kids. Oh, I love those people. I don't really see that. Um, there's a Batman this... and a Superman that that likes to do that. Yeah, but aren't they part of the that other like? Aren't they part of the actual like uh, birthday like... party thing? I don't think Because they actually so. have a. Um, I think they are. There's a couple of like birthday party programs that just have people dress up as costumes mm-hmm. and go to birthday parties as superheroes. But then I know I've like talked to some of those people, and they're not cosplayers. They just it's a job to them. They okay. Just dress up as a costume and. Well, okay, then in that first, then I'll change that to the local division of the five hundred first. Yay! The, the local division of the Rebel Alliance. And the Mando clan that is out of Saskatchewan. Yeah, they're kind of big. Yeah, they got stuff. There's mm-hmm. 500 Mando Mandalorians in Saskatchewan, dude. Yeah, it's that's, kind of ridiculous. Is that yeah. the highest coal? No, it's no. Ontario has the highest number in in, in Canada. Okay, what are they at? Uh, I can double check though. I actually have the Mandalorian clans versus for Canada up here. Hold on. I don't think he actually has it up. I think he's going to go. <laughs> I just, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, so you didn't have it up. Okay. I didn't have it up directly. Like you said. You and did. another shot. Uh-huh. Another shot. Gotta throw him back. Because mm-hmm. God damn it, I am. <laughs> but, you say that um, like it's something different than usual. Uh, 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 uh. So... With that, uh, let's continue talking about other stuff. But mm-hmm. on the tangent with uh, people being paid for cosplay, not like people winning money at contests. I feel like that's a different way to make money with cosplay, and it's a lot harder mm-hmm. to do because you have to be in the right place at the right time with the right outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are getting paid to cosplay or sponsored to do a specific kind of cosplay or people that have Patreons that are selling products based off of cosplays that they are doing. I feel like this new um, this new scene for cosplay, the idea that you can make money off of it is on a human level is detaching people from the true meaning and the essential element that we get from cosplaying. It's detaching people from connecting with their characters from really taking the journey from start to finish to becoming somebody else to be to learning about themselves through the process of adapting another personality through growing as a person to become another character people that are throwing on something so that they can take naughty photos of it and put it on their patreon and make 15 grand a month to me that's this is where i'm a cosplay purist i I don't really think that that's cosplay. I feel like it's dishonest and it's kind of cheating and you're just doing it to make money. You're not really doing it to learn anything about yourself or to, you know, gain insight about your personality or to, you know, gain self-esteem. You're you're doing it to make money. So that's okay, something else so, that's changed a lot. So in other words, you're not a fan of cosplay deviance in any sense of the word. Uh <laughs> You know, I actually haven't looked at cosplay deviants. I've just, uh, I, I've looked, I've followed a lot of cosplayers and then I've watched them jump in on Patreon and I've watched how they have decided to make oh, money okay. 
and the routes that they've taken. I have not looked at the Cosplay Deviants website or been to a Cosplay Deviants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, Cosplay cool, Deviants. Is, no, I actually I know of them. I don't pay any attention to them. That's but bad. no, I have other ones so, I pay attention to. Yeah, but yeah, no, question like I'm ask. But no, yes. but in but just anyways though, it's they're spaced around specifically like cosplay nudity, cosplay and nudity. Like it's based around that. And Holy. yeah, there you go. Cool. Yeah, mm, whatever. But any case, but that's what, but that's what they market themselves on. They're not trying to pretend to be anything else. Well, if, yeah, if, I, yeah. But that's <laughs> a business <laughs> but, thing. That's but that's a, that, but that's business based as well. But that, so. at the same time, though, I can understand where you see like these cosplayers that you've watched kind of grow and everything, and and then you see all these people. Like and then just to make money, they're like, okay, how? What's the easiest way to make money? Yes. I know. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, though, you can go like, like, of course, like you can you can go in the sexy direction, but never go all the all it completely in in you know you know where I'm getting. At, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, as, true. As they say in uh, Tropic Thunder, you never go full retard. <laughs> Except <laughs> you never go. full. Never mind. I want to say. I want to say is the way you consider it is imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and that's what cosplaying is. You're basically imitating the character you really enjoy, and so with that, uh, people just doing it for a job, then it becomes no longer imitation. It's just what it is. Um, well, not necessarily. Um, but, but also yeah, I, the people that that don't mind show like for example that they're proud like I'm trying to figure out the their best body? yeah and they don't and and they want and they believe that if they if they show a different way of of a certain character in his, in it both may be male or female like the amount of times I've seen for example Geralt for example Geralt from The Witcher I've seen a lot of sexy style pictures of those before. He actively so. looks for them. No, <laughs> I don't. I'm also, just, but but one of my favorite cosplayers, um, he he's out of Austria, I think. I can't remember, but he does a really good mall. Uh, his name's Mall Cosplay, and he does that, and he's done that before. And oh. but he also does amazing standard photography as well. So. Well, I, I guess this... that's where it, like, kind of comes in. Like, I don't have a problem with somebody, like, choosing something based off of popularity. Like, say um, a higher-end cosplayer gets invited to a convention, and they're like, well, I should make a new costume. They pick something from a popular genre, something that's really hot, like Overwatch or a newer anime, like Love Live, something that will really attract people that people will know about. And mm -hmm. then they decide to do that. I mean, they're doing it to maintain their brands. They're doing it probably because they like it, but they're also doing it because they know people will be attracted to it. I mean, that is fine. What I, and this is where, like I said, I'm a cosplay purist. What I don't like is when people take a character and they sex it up and they strip it down and I, and they just like, they like do boudoir photo shoots based off of a character. It's like you're wearing okay. a accessory that relates you to the character, but you're also in your underwear. 
I don't see you as the character at that point. I don't see any honesty and I don't see any respect for the character. Like someone put a lot of love into making that character and now you're stripping it down to make it really sexy. And I just, I don't know. I like, it makes me really uncomfortable. And I guess that's just like one of the things that's changed a lot over the years that I'm like, wow, well, people really like this and it makes me really uncomfortable. I get exactly where you're coming from. This is, a weird thing that has definitely popped up. And it's also something that I'm kind of noticing a bad social trend that's popped up because of this. I mean, uh, maybe not a social trend. That's probably not the right way of putting it, but cosplay is not consent. Well, no, no, no. We, we, we've oh, had our discussions else. about that yeah, one. Yeah, no, that's a whole, that's a whole different thing. Although I do think that there is some of that that plays into that, but I mean, that's, that's going down a rabbit hole to go and get to okay. that point. No, we're not, we're not going there. Yeah, we're we're not going again. to that rabbit hole. No, that again, rabbit, again. somebody plug up that rabbit hole. Get some cement in there. Cole, put some cement down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, but this is a hard one here because yeah, there is a fine line that's walked there because I do think that there is a lot of good that comes from people that are able to go and you know make some money doing their cosplay stuff and especially to be able to keep doing it if people like it if they're going and doing you know, good photo shoots, and it's something that people legitimately have an interest in. I don't see that being a problem, but I get exactly where you're coming from because there is so much perversion and excess that comes out of all of this. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to notice that there is a bit of a weird trend. Well, maybe it's not even a weird trend. Maybe it's just a really depressing one that I'm noticing fewer and fewer cosplayers at conventions anymore. Like the numbers keep increasing, but it seems like cosplay because of this is becoming less accessible. It's easier than ever to get a hold of a costume, but I know a lot of people that just won't dress up because they know somebody else is going to do something more and it's going to become their thing and they'll just be a pale shadow in comparison. Okay. Cause the, the better somebody gets at something, they kind of, it feels everybody feels like they're carving a niche for it. Well, that's just it. I mean, you go and see people like, um, and I'm probably mispronouncing your name. What's it, uh, Shena Decoupette? Is that is that right? Uh, and you got <laughs> Rana. There's a lot of great cosplayers, and I think that there's a lot of good that they bring in terms of going and making it accessible and giving people potentially something to strive towards. But I also know a lot of people that get discouraged. They think oh, well, I could never go and do that. And it's like, we pioneered this. (laughs) Like, everybody starts off somewhere. You don't start off good, but I don't feel like enough of these people who have gained this cosplay celebrity status Mm -hmm. are doing as much as they could to try to go and make sure that there still is a future for casual cosplay for people that just want to go and do this for fun and maybe get good enough to be able to do what they're doing. Someone that I feel like has always been a pioneer for that, who Mm -hmm. has, in my opinion, never really sold out like to the sexy edge of cosplay. She's always been honest about what she makes and what she does, and she's she's a really humble person. Is Kamui cosplay? She has always been really outstanding in what she does. Her and her husband like have a partnership with every project that they work on. Granted, they're using a lot of techniques that are very advanced. They have 3D printing now to make a lot of the things that they're doing for their costumes. But mm-hmm. she started with all of the basic tools that she teaches in her YouTube tutorials, in all of her PDFs, in all of her books. Everything she teaches 
you know, she built from the ground up. She did the research and the and the legwork to try and figure out what works best and what doesn't and the easiest way to make certain things. And she's just, she's really paved the way for how to make cosplay. Like, her breastplate tutorial on how to use Warpla, she makes it look so easy. And you know what? It is that easy. If you just follow it, like, segment by segment, you too can have a Warpla breastplate. And she's just, she's so honest and really exactly. just herself about what she does. And she's, I just think she's great. But every time she makes something new and she's like, we 3D printed this part and we did this and this and look, this lights up and look, this explodes. And oh my God, I just teleported. And I'm like, oh my God, woman, please stop. 3D printed is actually really good. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I don't have, I don't have a 3D printer. So you can yep. get a 3D printer for like a hundred, like two hundred bucks, two bucks. Stop. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, where did you get your three D printer from? How will we go and have an unsponsored plug right now? I don't know. I got it for Christmas, but like you can, you can look up. There's a, it's basically a brand of printer which is called a RepRap printer, where it's literally, you could build it your own if you wanted to. You buy all the parts and you just throw it together and you build your own printer, or you could even print three D print the parts for the for the three D printer. <laughs> now that I have this 3D printer, I can 3D print another 3D printer. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so great. Or you can buy just kits, and it's literally like, yeah, like 200 bucks, and boom, you got yourself a printer. And See? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm on Amazon.com right now. $199, their best seller, and it'll go and do 5 by 6 by 7 prints. I mean... I got 8 by 8 by 9 Yeah. So, like... See? Now you're catering to future generations of cosplayers by letting them know that 3D printing is accessible to them. It's, <laughs> but that's because it. the, they have the 3D printers that are like the brand name 3D printers that are like three grand and they come in the box and they come in the box all set up. I had to put mine together. So if you don't have the technical know-how to put something together, you should because if you're a cosplayer, then you should have that technical know-how to use tools and such. Yeah, work your way uh, up to 3D printing. <laughs> Yes, like they, I just I feel like the first thing that anybody should really know how to do if they're ever breaking into cosplay is you got to be able to use your imagination. Everything that you are looking at, like say you go to a secondhand clothing store and you're looking for something in a particular style and a particular color, you can't limit yourself to that. You have to be willing to look at everything that matches at least the style close to the style and then, you know, strip that down. Think, mm -hmm. can you dye it to make it the color that you want it to be? Can you add accessories or notions or can you add lace? Can you add cuffs? Can you can you add sleeves? Can you add anything to make it how you want it to be? You really have to be able to look at things from a different perspective. You don't even have to be able to sew. You just have to be able to use your imagination, how you can look at something and how you can put it into your cosplay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's Tyler and I whenever we go to a hardware store. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's like... crazy. Like, I, I see the same thing. If you ever watch, like, HGTV or, like, where you have people looking at homes to buy them, and they're like, I don't like the color of the walls in this house. I don't like how this couch looks in here. I'm like, you gotta... It just it hurts my head to think that, like, of course you don't like the color of the walls. Guess what? You can paint them. If you buy the house, it can be whatever color you want it to be. All that furniture, all that stuff that's in there... That's not going to be there when you move in. You yeah, don't, that's not your couch. <laughs> that's not your couch. It's going to be completely empty. 
Um, and if you don't want if you don't don't want to be to be uh, proactive and do it yourself, you can hire somebody to paint. People don't even think of that way. That's that's the thing that bothers me is like they don't see past the the very uh, superficial finish of everything. They see what they see is what it is. They don't yeah. see anything more or past that. They can't say this can't be changed or fixed or anything. It's it's what it is. And yeah. Yes. When it comes That's to me cool. and stuff like that, it's literally just like, okay, like what they should be doing is like, what's the room look like? <laughs> like, where are the walls? That type of thing. Well, it's like, gonna have. Always... Well, they're gonna be upright. Uh, it's gonna be square. You know what I fucking <laughs> <mean>. square. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was like, okay, how big is the room? Like, like that type of thing. It's just like, okay, I don't like the the color of the walls. I don't like the wallpaper. Okay, take it down. You stupid. Pretend it's not there. Like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. People don't because people don't have that like mind's eye. Yeah. Well, like with cosplay, you have to be Quato in Total Recall. You have to open your mind. That's true. Uh, and if your listeners haven't seen Total Recall, they need to see it. See the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the old one. Yeah, the original one. See, that's that's the thing is like it. We're pandering to a group of people that like to make things, uh, and thus they kind of have that kind of sense of of uh, vision where they can look at something and be able to change it or else unless they're new cosplayers that just kind of like buy everything um, I like to buy things because that gives me time to work on the stuff that I can't buy mm-hmm. and I've put effort into that well so. I just plan uncontrollably for like four or five months ahead of time and make sure I have enough money and time to make everything <laughs> mm. I, no, um, I always, I always, I always buy what I can, and then I get into cosplaying that you just can't buy, and then that's when I have to start making everything. But if it's one I could buy, like literally anything, like even just going, like that's a great thing. We talked two weeks ago about Valley Village, and you even mentioned this today, uh, where you go to the thrift store and you just see the parts you want, and if they have to be slightly altered, then do that, just as long as it's close. It's if you need like a button-up shirt that's in a certain color, go look through everything. You'll you'll find it. You just gotta, just gotta look. But you also yeah, have you to have, know what you're looking for. Yeah, you have to be able to see the things that aren't there, but you have to have some place to start. And that's why mm-hmm. things that are white, things that are white are great. You know why? Because they can be dyed. Dyeing really isn't that hard. You get a crappy bucket and some writ dye, and you wait until it goes to the color that or the shade that you want it to be, and then you pull it out. <laughs> I would say dyeing is like a kind of higher end technique. I dye my coveralls in my first cosplay for Winry because we couldn't find lavender coveralls on the internet. So we bought white ones and a small, dyed them in the washing machine, and pulled them out when they were just barely purple enough. And that's how I got my coveralls. And that See, was my first cosplay. <laughs> people, that has to involve knowing how to work with dyes, uh, knowing that what you are dyeing is cotton because polyester doesn't dye. True. Um, so... I'd say that takes a little bit more knowledge than, like, beginner level. I, that's I'd say that's more of an advanced technique. But like, but I really haven't I dyed anything since that first cosplay. But it sounds like you knew exactly what to do. To it, so. But isn't that more of a crafting skill thing than just cosplay? Because I think that there's a lot of skills that we have that kind of cross mediums. Like Tyler, you and I are technical guys. We like to go and build as much stuff as possible, and that's. Beyond yep. just cosplay props. I mean, we go and do that with everything else. My well, tool that's... acumen doesn't come from cosplay. It comes from building shit. 
Yeah, no, that's totally, that's just for me always having a manufacturing job that I just have always manufactured and made things. And then actually it comes with, so I used to not, before cosplaying, I used to have a bunch of different hobbies. Like I had hobbies of just constantly painting things because I loved, when I was like young, I would constantly take things apart like electronics and then I would mask them off and then I'd paint them because I like things to look custom. So I'd take apart my like uh, PlayStation 1 and then paint it separately, like the plastics and all my controllers, and then put them back together, and then I'd have like a custom painted controller. You and want then, to paint my PS One? You should do that. Pretty, pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> and then I had that. That was like the hobby that I always did. I was like always like take things apart and paint them. And then I went and have did you mentioned stuff. your full Xbox that you did? <laughs> like you yeah, tore apart your Xbox. Too. Yeah. yeah. I modded my Xbox to put lights and LEDs all into it. So I like I cut through the side, then cut into the CD tray so you can see the CD spinning. I cut into the hard drive and put acrylic in there with LED lights all in there so it glows. It glows inside there. I took the controller apart, put LEDs in the Xbox logo in the center, but I hooked it up to the rumble motor so that it only lights up when the controller vibrates, which was, it was all Gears of War themed, and that only did, happened when you like shot the gun a lot. And so it was really cool, mixed, mixed up that way. And that's how I learned a lot of soldering and wiring. Actually, no, I knew soldering and wiring before that because I used to... You also used to guitars. mod our, our, um, our, what was it? It was Guitar Hero guitars? Oh, yeah. I used to do that, too. So that was the other hobby is, like, I used to just take apart electronics and put them together and mod them and solder and do that kind of stuff. And then I went in, like, uh, silk screening a bunch where I, like, silk screen T-shirts... And then what other hobbies did I do? And then eventually I got into cosplay that way, where it was just like, oh, this this is literally a combination of all the things I was doing before, just in one compact, very focused thing to make a costume. And I was like, well, I guess that's why I couldn't find the right thing for me before, because I like to do a bunch of things. Yeah, that was that was a little bit of a rant there. No, but that's great. Like, I didn't even realize you had all of those skills. That's incredible. I like to make things. Yeah, no, and I mean, that's that was one of the things that I've loved about cosplay because I have been able to incorporate so many skills I have outside of it into it. And I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people that could potentially be getting into cosplay now are almost going to feel discouraged because they see so many people that have a lot of skill and are capable of doing things and are really marketing themselves well. It's like, I can never be that. I, that's kind of the way I feel about the whole current generation. It's like, no self-esteem. Like, we didn't start off good. I'm still no. not good. <laughs> He's still not good. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I kind of completed something awesome earlier this week, but, you know, I still have the rest of the costume to finish. It just took me two years to get to this point. See, that's why it's harder for people that are our age is I will admit that even though I'm still in really good shape and I feel like I make really nice cosplays, I feel like the opportunity to really be like a professional paid super sponsored cosplayer and like just go to cons for life and make do nothing but make costumes like that window has like I kind of miss that window. If I was you know, in my early 20s now, like, I feel like that opportunity would be more available to me. I would be willing to take more risks. Maybe I would have a semi-risk Patreon. Like, I probably wouldn't be going to college. I'd 
probably have a part-time job and be making cosplay the rest of the time. But I am an adult. I have a full-time job. Um, and it's just, it's it doesn't seem like it's really going to be something that I am going to be able to do as a financial thing to support me for the rest of my life. Like, I think I just missed the window. <laughs> And that's kind of sad. <laughs> I look at all these young kids and I'm like, damn, you whippersnapper. Like, look yeah, at you go. I'm so hey, hey, jealous of you. Don't start talking like me, okay? You're still young and pretty, okay? Don't start talking like me. Okay, wait. Let's start. How old are you? <laughs> You're old both enough. the same age. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Once again, I stand by. You're still young and pretty and I'm an Actually, old man. Dude, I'm 30. Yeah, I think Caitlin's actually older by yeah. a year. <laughs> by like eight months. Eight months? <laughs> I don't know. If we if I if she says a year and you say a different year that you're born, then that's a that's a year right there. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty six. Eighty seven. Boom, that's a yeah. year. I'm thirty, dude. I am older than you. I'm older than all y'all. <laughs> And yet, I'm still better looking well, than all of us as well. <laughs> that I did not plan for, but anywho, I, it's 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 hard to accept and admit that it's like, well, you know, I have a couple like semi-professional partnerships with a couple of brands and cosplay-related projects that I'm going to be doing for them. But I like, I am not going to be Yaya Han or Jessica Negri or Kamui. Like, okay, I just. I, yeah. Why are they all it's, girls too? Boobs. Like the ones that everyone uh, boobs. Mm, <laughs> one of my favorites is a dude. I can't find any it's, dude cosplayers I can get really behind. But and you know, I, like every time I see a dude cosplayer, I just I don't believe he actually exists because he's too perfect <laughs> and he's too pretty, <laughs> and those things just don't exist. Or he's gay. There's he's not gay, a lot. Probably. I will admit there aren't a lot of American. Yeah, the ones I've seen are all Asian, and that's why I don't believe they no, exist. Mine, no, my, the ones that I find are German. Ooh, okay. Um, there was two. There's two that I follow. I'll put them in our chat real quick here, just because I want to. Uh, sure. But mostly for Caitlin's sake, because apparently she's desperate for a male cosplayer. Desperate for a male cosplayer. Eagerly wanting. There we go. Desperate for a male cosplayer. Let me see. Oh, no, I, I definitely get where Dude. you're from. I know, yeah, right? I mean, he is a god. Yeah. He's a dude. Like He's like a man. Like He's not a pretty boy. Like This is like a man. Man. <laughs> He's like, like, <laughs> wow, this guy's rocks. I'm totally liking his page. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like a lot of the male cosplayers are more like a flash in the pan. It's like they, we go and find one costume they do that they're just like absolutely great at. But then there's never a repeat or it's like we can only think of them as that. But a lot of the female cosplayers, it's like, I don't know what it is. The versatility is just there, and it doesn't seem to be that way for most guys. There's some exceptions, but generally speaking, it just doesn't seem like there's the kind of survivability with them. Here's the other one. Another dude. Oh, there's more, more photos of things and stuff, and men in strapping costume. 
I don't know. I feel like these two male cosplayers that you've just shown me, like they do have a lot of diversity to them. Yeah. This guy, like I only, I, I found this, the second guy because I was kind of getting into fi- the new final fantasy game. Yep. I see it. And he does a really, really good, uh, well, I can't remember the damn character's name for some stupid freaking reason for Gladio. And yeah. the other, because I really love The Witcher, and <laughs> I follow The Witcher, and they like to repost uh, cosplay- cosplayers that do stuff for their shows, for their games. So, oh, <laughs> I wanted to ask her like uh, what she's doing for a cosplay chess this year. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so as most of you know, it is SakuraCon's 20th anniversary, and I'm Constant- sad that I can't go. Uh, way to bring us down man way to bring us down Sorry. down so down down in the depths can't come back but yes it is SakuraCon's 20th anniversary it will be my 13th consecutive year at SakuraCon and I decided that this next year um, I looked back 10 years ago to the third time that I went to SakuraCon and what I did and I did Ash from Final Fantasy 12. And it was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> it was such a bad cosplay. Um, but I've always wanted to go back through and redo it. And do it with Warbla. Use better sewing skills. Get a really great wig. Just just be more confident with this cosplay. Because I feel like I owe it to the cosplay. But I feel like it's a really great time to do it. Because it'll be a cosplay that I'm doing 10 years later to show everything that I've learned, my, how my craftsmanship has improved, um, just how much I've grown as a cosplayer. It'll be a tribute cosplay to SakuraCon's 20th anniversary. And in 2017, Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age is re-released and remastered for the PlayStation 4. So I decided that I'm going to do Ash from Final Fantasy XII for cosplay chess. And most likely, I will be the queen for the new school team. Woo! Yeah, woo! Yeah, woo! Yeah, I'm so excited for this project. It's going to be so fantastic. I can't wait to see how it all comes out. But what are you guys going to do? Who's going to be on what team? Are you going new school, old school? What are you doing? Um, it's kind of an interesting question. Is well, answer it. Uh, mm, <laughs> oh no. Uh, mm, the, the, the how do I say it? Technically, neither. Neither. Yeah. We're stage ninjas. Yeah, okay. we're we're, de- we're dedicating ourselves to the two kings to make sure that they're capable of doing whatever they need to and have as much material support as possible. Since you know, sometimes people just decide not to show up when they're on the stage ninja list. <laughs> <laughs> or they don't wear costume and they sit in the audience, which drives me nuts. It's just like, oh, we signed up basically just to get a seat. That's mm. kind of cheap. Wow. Has that happened? Yeah. have actually done that. <laughs> happens every I don't year. Think it, I, yeah, well, it's more the people's, like, they set they set themselves up as an extra, and all the extras are automatically stage ninjas, and they're like, oh, we don't want to be... We want to be, be in the game, so if we're not in the game, then we're not going to help at all. 
Dude, I would be stoked to be a stage ninja. It would be so much more laid back than having to choreograph fights and be at all of these meetings and have all of these like RSVPs to hang out with people to try and plan all of your fights. Like you show up and be a stage ninja and you save the day for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's exactly why Tyler and I decided to do it. Although I will say I'm dealing with a serious um oh uh planning withdrawal, I think is probably the best way I could put it. Because you're not applying and having to go to a bunch of meetings and well, he's still applying. He's still applying. He's just not really. We're, but we usually we spend like four months planning. Yeah, even though we don't know who our fights are, we're constantly thinking because we generally do this as a group. We're always thinking of little ideas that we'd like to try to incorporate, or maybe some thematic things that we could do and. I think it's part of what's worked for us over the last couple of years because sometimes just a bad idea can evolve into something great if there's enough thought put into it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. seriously, how many times have you seen a good idea that somebody just throws out there, but they don't develop it enough to make it into what greatness it could be? We go in the complete opposite direction. We throw out a bad idea and we go and plan the hell out of it and it somehow works out. Yeah, it's That's just the we throw out a lot of bad ideas, and then the best bad idea goes. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like wearing a poncho as as the Green Ranger was a bad idea. Uh, be great. That's a great idea. <laughs> that was the best idea, <laughs> especially when you ask the greatest question that has ever been asked to the person running cosplay chess. Is this racist? <laughs> is this racist? What is this racist? <laughs> <laughs> a rainbow colored poncho that Cole's wearing. Is this racist? That's what, that's what I like. Is like as long as it's you gotta kinda question it, you gotta make sure it's like, okay, clearly this is not super offensive, but it makes me question if it is offensive or not. Or not. Oh my god. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> what was that? Oh my god. He's dead. He's gone. He's dead now. Wow. So I find it is like if you have to like look at it and go question yourself if it is offensive or not, then that's like the nice little sweet spot where you're like, I'm not quite sure, therefore it's acceptable. Because normally that'd be late night. Yeah. So. Oh, if yeah, late night. late night. Then just throw it in there. If it's main game, then you go, eh, let's pull that back. See, that's where, that's where I'm skeptical about late night. It's like I'm willing to commit to main game because it's a huge event for Sir SakuraCon. It draws hundreds and hundreds of people, and it's a lot of fun to plan and be a part of. And by the time late night comes along, you're you exhausted. Know, it's, yeah, it's late. And. I want to go do something else because my entire Saturday has been consumed by chess and big cosplays. And by the time Saturday night rolls around, it's like, dude, I want to go like binge read a manga. I want to go hang out in a viewing room. I don't want to be on the chess board anymore. Even if there's hijinks and funniness to happen, like I just don't have the, I don't have the steam for it. Anymore. Oh, we understand. We definitely <laughs> understand. Um, I, I don't speak for yourself, I, though. Yeah, I, I don't understand what the hell you two are talking about. I no, prefer... like, because I, I no, it's I understand because I've heard it from multiple people. No, uh, no, I, okay, then I've heard of that from K- uh, Kakona. He's said that before in the past. 
like in the last year. But it's it's mostly but because chess in itself, especially if you take part in in either one or the other game, you kind of your entire afternoon is based on one thing, and you're in. Or maybe all you all about chess. So. So, are you tired? Are you tired, Cole? Sleepy. Yes, I just yawned. Sorry, but in, <laughs> but in any case, though, that's just what I'm like. I'm personally not tired until about two hours after the game ends. But yeah. the thing is, is like this last year, main game was so late. It oh, wasn't yeah. like in the afternoon; it was in the evening, and then it's like there was. Like two hours, like barely yeah. two hours between main game and late night for people to like eat and change costume if they had to or take yes, a break that, or anything. That, yeah, that definitely was a huge issue. Unfortunately, <laughs> just do, and that wasn't and that wasn't anything to do with that was all the planning committee. Somebody did screwed up royally. Panels coordination and event coordination last year was kind of on the not so great side. So yeah, I don't what blame. I I don't yeah, blame from what much. I heard, there was a, a guy that a new guy doing it. So, well, hopefully that goes better this year because right now panel submissions are going on, and usually yeah. those started last year, like 2016, um, and they're just now still accepting them. And I think the window is open for like another week. That means that mm -hmm. they've got less than three months to plan the entire schedule for the convention. So who knows what's going to happen with main game this year? Yeah. I, I, I'll say this, and I don't really have a place even bringing this up, but the people that are running it this time are much more proven. I will put some faith in them. They've, they've had turnarounds like this, especially with panels of missions in shorter time periods than this. Let's uh, let's give them the benefit of the doubt this time around because I, I think we're going to be okay. They're uh, they brought in some old talent to go and help out this time around because last year was so bad. So mm -hmm. well, that's good. I mean, it's the, more than that. It's the twentieth anniversary, <laughs> so they got to do it like super darn good. They got to do it good. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I wanted to say is I always put more effort into late night than I do main game. Because Just, I can have more fun in late night, uh, but main game is so kind of like, iconic. No, it's so by the book. Mm. Like I know how to, I know how to like write up a skit for main game. It's just like you hit. It's got to be this kind of entertaining for everyone. It doesn't have to be raunchy or really stupid, silly, um, but it's just got to be entertaining so I can have a normal fight. So I never really. Go too out of my way, like saying for that, going too far out of my way for making something entertaining for main game. Uh, and then main game's kind of done, and then everyone leaves, and it's just like, okay, that was main game. And then I go into late night where I get more of a high from it because I've got more sillier, stupider things planned that I don't care if they work or not because it's late night and everyone's just going to be laughing because it's a lot more, uh, it's, a, it's an easier audience in late night. Yeah, I'd say. I, I get so, all the kids are in bed. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I can I can yeah. say jokes that are, yeah, I can say the one joke that makes everyone laugh, and then the other stuff that's really weird. People go, ah, oh, well, they had that one funny joke, and it's like, oh. <laughs> so I can I can stretch my wings a little bit more and do kind of weird, stupid things, and so I always have more fun in late night than anything. Um, so that's why it's just like I find uh, main game is more like 
my practice run of like getting into it. And then I just do whatever I need to do between like for this year, uh, that space of like two hours or in between or however little short it was. Well, I didn't I didn't find any trouble with it because the way I I planned around that for my costumes, they're easy to get in and out of. I snuck food in um, and ate what I needed to eat. Uh, wasn't was so excited and like kind of hopped up on like the adrenaline stuff that I didn't actually wasn't actually hungry or anything, but I knew I should have eaten because uh, what happens like when you go to con is you forget to eat, you forget to drink, and then you get dehydrated and you get low blood sugar and then you crash and die because you're too busy with all the stimulant and uh, adrenaline that your body doesn't realize you're getting hungry or anything uh, because it substitutes all that with the stuff inside your body but then that depletes it even quicker and then you that's why you have people that crash instantly like day one and are sick and because their body's working overtime and so their immune system's not as good and it's all tired, and then people get sick instantly, and then also they're introduced to a whole lot of germs, like 10 times as much more germs than they would on their regular day basis. Um, and so, then by the end of the weekend, you're DJ going and watching the little man dance across the bathroom door in a place that doesn't have a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the breakdown of con biology. <laughs> but I like, even on Sunday, like, on Sunday, you can basically, if you try and talk to me, I I will have... Burnt myself out even as well, and I will give no fucks about anything. It's acceptable so. to be burnt out on Sundays because yeah. then you're walking around in your kigu, yeah, and drinking as much coffee as you can just so you can get through the dealer's hall one more time. Oh. <laughs> and I, then and then I getting into no the tax in, into a ta- into the taxi wearing like whatever the fuck you want, and confusing the taxi driver. Oh, uh, it's, it's already what's day going four on. of con. I don't think they're confused anymore. No, yeah. but but you do get weird looks from like if you try and wear something weird at the um, at the train station. No, because there's of... tons of other people that are in the same costume as us, or uh, <laughs> dressed the same way as us. Yeah. And then you tell them that you look better in it than they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny actually. We got to save money. It's funny because la- last year we actually got to save money on our taxi cab to the station, which was nice, even though we spent it on lunch. Mm. How did we save money? Because Christy drove us to the to the tra- to oh. the station. Yeah, I guess uh, we didn't. Your wife is so nice. I know. I I know she's awesome. So yeah, that's why that's the way I think about game the uh, the games. I'd feel like improv would be too much Um, because people are there's there's the group of friends that are always going into improv and they're like, oh, you gonna go to improv? And I feel like I would never really be interested in improv chess. Like the most we ever do is that we sneak, we pretend that we're part of improv chess so we can get in past the, the people saying that we're like looking for things. Uh, We say and then we say goodbye. (laughs) I don't think we've ever said that. We just walk in because well, they was like, "Are you part of chess?" And we're like, "Yeah." (laughs) I I don't know. That's never happened. You guys go see. No, no, that's that's happened. Yeah, (laughs) we've done that before. Yeah, no, it's. It got easier this last year because we didn't even need to say anything. We just flashed our badges with a little chest sticker. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't even go to say goodbye and cause improv chests anymore because they're doing stuff in there. So. Well, not really. Usually when we go to say goodbye, they're just throwing the mats to get on. Oh. 
Well, that's you. Which is okay. why we go then. We say goodbye and we give them a hug and we leave. Yeah, I've so. actually never done improv chess. I've never applied or tried to do it because I'm just like, no, I don't know. No. That's the, yeah. that's the only <laughs> game I've ever been denied. <laughs> what? Boom. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like I signed up for it and then I just never got an email back but I got one for main game and late night. It's like, huh. So there you go. Yeah, no, late night or improv, I don't know. It just, it sounds like a lot of work and that's Sunday and I'm tired and have to go home by then as well. So I would never actually be able to do it because it runs into... Into the when our train leaves. Yeah. Because we have to to be there by five. I miss... I miss, uh... I miss our... On Sundays is when they had the, um... Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy fight tournament. Yeah, and I really like that. And I miss the guy. That. The guy who did it moved back to Sweden. Damn! Somebody's just got to bring that back. Just somebody... the ones who did it were fighting Dreamers Productions out of Vancouver. Yeah. Do you want to start something up, Rob? You know, I feel like we need to um, evaluate ha- this, and we'd have to ask permission because the two two of the members of the, or at least three or four of the members, still attend SoccerCon every year. Yes, well, and we know we them, so that's not a problem. Do we know them? Well, you don't. Well, Dane and I, I know. do. Well, oh, you know, oh, oh, you know Lucas and uh, Nova and and Jenna. Yep. Mm, cool. There you go. I'll, I'll meet. I know. Them the, I know them in passing as well. I they were there when I went to England. Yeah. No. See. We'll um. We'll need to go and see uh, see about this because they they don't own that exclusively. That's been done at other conventions even before them. Oh yeah, but they were the ones that kind of brought it there. So uh, they they brought it to Soccer Con, and that's exactly why we want you know permission to go and do it. But that's it. That's I, something I we're talking permission. about for 2018, maybe. I wouldn't say permission. How about blessing? I'd, How does I'd that say it'd be more like not permission, but a blessing guidance. Because like if they've already done it, then they know how to do it, and yeah. so. Like yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go off ask permission. If I like, I knew how to do it. I would just go do it because yeah. it's content. You, you, that's kind of the competitive content of stuff. Is like if no one is doing it, you're free to do it. You can't just hold it for someone else. Um, so, but like since they know how to do it, that'd be very good to go talk to them about it. That'd but be if, a good Friday night thing, if you ask me personally. But if but they denied it, I would. I don't do it I, anyway. Yeah, because. Well, they wouldn't deny it. That'd be a weird thing to do. But if, unless they were like them themselves wanting to bring it back, in which case they yeah. would be like, well, then let's partner up because I also want to do this. And then that's just help. Because so, that's actually what me and Tyler had planned to do before we started doing chess. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. We were going to do this whole thing about where we were going to fight as stage ninjas and we pull random props out of a giant fucking bag. Yeah. It'd be, I think, I think it would have been hilarious. But that's that's in the past now. That's neither here. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. We got no, lost no. there. Panel applications are still open for Skurricon if you want to apply. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. the thing is, this is also a main stage thing, so. Um, yeah. I guess it's pretty big. Yeah. No, we'll um, we'll we'll talk and evaluate this more since this seems like a good idea. But is it right for us? We'll. We'll You'll see, find we'll out see. at a later podcast, viewers. You'll find yes, out at a later definitely. podcast. But this has inspired me to go and ask a question that I 
haven't thought to go and ask before. Mm-hmm. Kate, what? what brought you to the cosplay chess? Or what brought you to cosplay chess? Yeah, you know, we've hi. gone over our stories and how we got there, but I'm actually kind of curious. What's your story? What brought you there? Oh, man. Ah. Uh... Yes, what brought you to our happy little family? You know, I think I had a couple of friends and we went and just watched chess because we used to go to con and stay in hotels together like all the time. And I think we just went to cosplay chess one time and it looked really cool. And I decided I was like, oh, you know, I'm planning this big elaborate cosplay. I think I'm going to be ready in time for chess. I'll apply. And I really didn't think I was going to get in. And then I did. And actually, um, on the SakuraCon advertisement video that they put out last year on their website, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm actually in the picture that they have of, like, all the people on the chessboard. Like, I'm actually in that photo in my Absolution Priest from World of Warcraft. I'm, but, in, I'm in one of those, too. <laughs> yeah, isn't it exciting? <laughs> it's like, yay, go SakuraCon. Um, I look like a tool tried to duel, duel uh, what's his face, Darth. I can't remember anymore. I was, it was Katie. But <laughs> I'm going to make her so mad if, I, if she hears me say that. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I still but haven't seen the movie. I think it was just years of watching people on the board and like watching all of this performance art come to life and like watching your favorite characters actually fight other characters that you knew really well. And it just, it seemed really dynamic and thrilling and exciting. And like, it it had a lot of people that wanted to go to the event and it just seemed like a really big thing that actually wasn't that difficult to get involved in and be a part of. And then I think I just applied that next year. And then the year after that, my second year on the board, I was a uh, Jean Grey from X-Men mm-hmm. Evolution. And yes. that was the first time I ever met uh, Kikona or Sora, mm-hmm. as everybody knows him. And I think I think to to date, that's probably one of the best fights that I've ever had between him and me. That was just one of the really greatest choreographed fights. He's such a pleasure to work with. He's such a talented guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was Kyle Ren because I'm an idiot. Um. <laughs> I just shut up. Um. <laughs> Remember, Rob, he hasn't seen the movie yet. Oh, I know. So, well, do we want to do we want to wrap up now? I I was I was going to go and say, yeah, we have said all the things. We've repeated many things now, too. Yes, yes, we have that. uh, That kind of came out of nowhere. But you know what? It's full circle. It's our first full year. And honestly, Kate gave us more than enough material to go and talk about our evening subject. So (laughs) I don't feel like we're missing anything here. So on that note, dear Caitlin, it's been a joy having you here. Would you be interested in coming back again sometime? Absolutely. There's always added to to the blood contract. Yes, don't be surprised if you just get summoned. You know, we'll have the landing. Yeah, we had Amy fall through that that big hole up there. You kind of see that up there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we actually summoned her the last uh, two weeks ago, and she literally fell from the sky and had no idea why she was here. It's quite handy. Yeah, I'm around. You want to talk about games, cosplay, anime? You know where to find games. me. Games, 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 games. We'll we'll definitely be in touch. 
in any case, though, um, before we kind of just finish up real quick, Kate, I wanted to mention something as well that I kind of just because I follow you on Facebook and everything like that, and I saw you did a little short film. Yeah, I was working with uh, RH Pictures, which is done by my cosplay photographer, AJ Brooks, who does actually for the year of 2017, every Tuesday, he is doing a short film that is shot exclusively with his iPhone. And a few weeks back, I collaborated with him to do a short film called Selfie, which is about, you know, people taking selfies and the links that we're willing to go to and the criticism that goes into taking selfies and how much effort we really put into trying to get that perfect image and the links that we're willing to go through to get that perfect image. Um, and yeah, the link will be in the description. Again, the picture's called Selfie. Well, thank awesome. you very much for that. And alrighty then, it's time to hear about the upcoming vengeance. Cool, fire away. Okay, this week we only have seven, uh, sorry, six conventions that take place on this weekend of the t- between January 27th and j- January 29th. So starting off, we have AlmaCon in Alma, Minnesota, Anime Los Angeles in Ontario, Canada. I don't get that either. Um, <laughs> we have Kami Con, uh, sorry, Kami Con, with Kami as in like, you know, K-A-M-I. In Birmingham, um, AL. That's Eric. Alabama. It is Alabama. Okay, I was going to say Arizona for some stupid reason. Um, then we have ZipCon in Archon, Ohio. And then moving on to Comic Cons, we have STCE Comic Con in Laredo, Texas. And the Orlando Toy and Comic Con in Orlando, Florida. So, of course, if you're going to any of these conventions, make sure you stay safe, have fun, and of course, as always, follow the 10 rules of con. And thank you very much, Cole. And thank you for joining us once again. Make sure to check us out on iTunes and help us out by giving us a five-star review. Don't forget our legacy archives on SoundCloud either. We are on YouTube for all of our multimedia projects, including old podcast episodes and some new ideas launching soon. Also, live streams finally starting. Yay! Only been waiting for that for a whole year. All right. And please don't forget to go and hit us up on Twitter at Soccer Rangers. Our email, SoccerRangersPodcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers Podcast. Our guest, soccer, our guest Facebook page at Red Leaf Cosplay. Ugh. Wow. A whole year passed, guys. Isn't this great? Ugh. <laughs> yep, and we well still in? suck just as badly as we did at the beginning. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. But you know what? We're having more fun than ever. And we're going to keep doing that for the rest of this season and for the rest of this year. Soccer Rangers forever. Or at least until we get bored of this and move on to some other medium. Anyway, thank you very much for going and joining us. And make sure to go and check out We Are Doomed updating every Monday. Take us out. Bye. 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 Bye.